It's okay, Ashley. It's okay. We are human here at the Curvo Podcast. We are on episode 95. Today, we have a reoccurring guest. She is one of our friends, and we are so happy to have her. You've seen her all over social media. You've seen her all over Curvo, and you have seen her at HCTC. Ashley Phillips, welcome to the Curvo Podcast again. How are you? I am not a robot. You're not a robot. Yeah, we can check that box. We are not robots. We are, are human. You are human. <laughs> we Ashley. are here and alive in the flesh. Yes. I have a question for you. Go for it. You are very, very active in the community on each and every like marketing slash social gathering. I see you there. What is... Omnipresent. Why? Why, why are you that way, honestly? Why? Oh, that's interesting. Um, well, I really do enjoy it. I do. I just enjoy it. I mean, I honestly don't think I can turn it off. Um, you know, whenever I was in high school trying to figure out what I wanted to be, you know, I felt this pressure that we all feel to determine the rest of your life when you're too young to know who you are, mm. trying to declare a college major and not wanting to waste time and money on, on uh, college credits that weren't going to be for something. And um, Student loans. Oh, gosh. <laughs> So, I, you know, I, I didn't realize back then that this, <laughs> this personality is a marketable skill. I had no idea. I mean, I knew I was full of it and I was a personality that mm-hmm. I could just get along with anybody. I didn't realize that that, you know, not everyone has that. And businesses need that to represent them in a positive and professional manner. And get the word out and to just uh, make it happen and let make sure everyone knows about who you are and what you're doing and why. And so once I finally recognize like, oh, that's my talent. That is my skill. And I can hone that and market that and elevate, you know, a brand, brand myself, brand an organization. Brand. Yeah. It. I, I just... um. That's whenever it clicked and I started driving. So um, I really I really enjoyed all my uh, um, sales and marketing experience, whether it was classes in college or, you know, all the experience to come from that. But, um, you know, why I'm so involved here is because I just I enjoy this town and the people. It's the people. It is. It's the people. It is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's you. It's Justin and Leslie. It's rad. It's rad. the mayor. I love Rad. He is so. He's funny. still around, dude. I run Here, into I'm him that, and his I'm dad. Pull that mic closer to you. Right okay. There. Yeah. Right there. That perfect. Okay. I'm gonna eat the microphone. Yeah. There we go. It's delicious. <laughs> I see him and his dad at H E B. Like that's our meeting spot. We we see each other at H E B all the time. That's where we run into each other. You know, and that's what. And I see the mayor. I see the ex mayor. I'll see. Um, Let's see. I ran into our city manager, EA Hoppy, yeah. and his family, all casual mode, at the Shriner Beer Garden. And I was like, EA, I don't know what to think about you in <laughs> not a suit. You know, you see people at Pint and Plow. You see people out at out at the Ridge. And, um, you know, you see them outside their element. And it that's because we live in a small town. We live in the kind of town where Gibson's is more busy than Walmart. Yeah. Like true. we support local small business, mm-hmm. family owned and operated. Yeah, this started out as a Kerrville Small Business Network. Yes, that's what it was for. That's it, right. It's to promote it, 
during COVID uh-huh, to promote the little guys, you know? Yeah. And, and to keep them going. Um, back to your being involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Having your face out there and, and, and just being involved each and every place you can be. Yeah. You had people reaching out to you to employ you just through that didn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, it was pretty funny. Whenever I made the switch from the youth ranch to HCTC, um, I had, uh, I had, I feel like probably 20 job offers right, right after that. I, um, I had a lot of people once I made the announcement that I was, I was transitioning from, um, the youth ranch over to HCTC. I had a lot of people approach me and say, I didn't know you were looking for a job. I said, well, I, I wasn't, they, they called me. I was not looking for a job, and I actually turned him away twice. <laughs> I love the youth. I still love the youth ranch, my babies. Are you still you still go there and talk to them? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I've seen it. I love it. Like you can't just turn that off. It wasn't a job. That's why I stayed as long as I did. That's why I poured myself into that place as I did. Um, and I still love and support them and advocate for them and send things their way and check in and, and share their stuff all the time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So um, because I. It wasn't, it, it, I wasn't just saying it because it was my job. I, I truly meant it. Everything I said, I'm a terrible liar. You can ask my husband. Like, <laughs> I can't keep a secret. If you don't, if you think, if you don't tell me anything that you don't want known, because I just can't do it. I'm not good at it. I almost blew my husband's bachelor party. Uh-oh. I almost, almost did. <laughs> I just, I am just a very real, frank, honest person. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, if you want a shoulder to cry on, you better tell me ahead of time. Yeah. Say, Ashley, I just want to vent. Okay, I won't say anything. <laughs> but th- if you want to hear the truth, then that's what you're going to get from me. And so, I I couldn't help but tell the truth of the youth ranch and the the miracles that I saw there, and the love that is is displayed there, and the love that was poured into me, and the growth that I saw there. Um, was amazing and that translated into um, just a powerful synergy Um, and so people saw that and of course every business that's exactly what they want what they want for their marketing and promotion is that kind of passion yeah and uh, that's definitely a skill set that I see in short in in this community I mean you know you go to a big market like Bernie or San Antonio and there's a ton of people with Mm -hmm. this skill set I'm a I mean I'm a big fish in a small town but um it was, um, I got a lot of, a lot of people asking me and I said, you know, it was just, it was the right thing. It, it felt right. It felt good. Mm-hmm. It was a good move. Why HCTC? It's a great company. It really is. Um, you know, we were talking about medical benefits and, and the expenses and yeah. things a minute ago. They have great insurance benefits. This is probably the first time my husband and I have had really good insurance since we've been married. Really? That's nice, especially having a, a, another little one on the way. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Okay. Boy mama. Boy. Number two. What is his name? His name is Case Jackson. Case Jackson. With if a that K. ain't country, <laughs> if that ain't a country Kerrville name I'm right there. I'm telling you what. Case yeah. Jackson. Is, is he going to be born here? So we're going to be down in San Antonio. Yeah. So I had Colt. Yeah, we're gonna have Colt and Case, both with a K. Colt and Case. I'm telling you, yo, <laughs> ladies, man, right there. Y'all know we're Colt and Case. We're gonna be in such. Oh. I'm gonna be in trouble. You're gonna have girls outside the house with a boombox at three yes. in the morning. Oh my god. Do gosh. they still do that anymore? 
You know, no, they TikTok and they t- Snip Snap or Snapchat <laughs> or whatever they call it. Snip Snap. I'm not with oh. it. I know it. I don't have teenagers, so I'm not with it anymore. <laughs> I'm going to be in trouble. I'm going to be running little hussies off with a stick. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> you need to go back to the youth branch so they can get you. They can you get know, me up to speed. That's yeah. how I stayed in touch with it. I <laughs> talked to those kids. Yes. But uh, no, we, we, were, we delivered at Peterson this last time. Um, I wound up having a C-section, and I'm hoping to avoid that this time. But, yeah. but to attempt that, we have to go to a hospital in San Antonio. I would love to to stay here, um, but Peterson just doesn't offer that, and that's all right. They have a wonderful staff there that does a lot of great things. Yeah. But for this one, we're going to be in San Antonio. Well, awesome. One one in Kerrville, one in San Antonio. Yeah. yeah. That's a, seriously that name right there. Case. Yeah. We just Case had McKay. We just had Elliot. Three months ago. I like that name. Yeah. Um, I showed that Ashley name. pictures, and he's got those blue eyes. I hope they stay that Beautiful way. Beautiful blue eyes. I hope they stay. Oh, my goodness. You never know. They could change, but they look, they're so blue. I don't see those changing. I hope not. He's so handsome, and he's so happy. Yes. All he, those he, pictures, he's just big smile. He's a happy baby. Do y'all plan for more, or is it just two? We're done. Yep. This mama is done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've always just wanted to... Daddy and I are on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. It's just, you know, the world seems to be built for a family of four. So yeah. we're just we're gonna stop there. We're and, good. And Greg, how's he doing? He's doing good. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. Is he excited? He's he is excited. He you know what? I finally I finally got it out of him, but he, he wanted a little girl. I did too. After the first one. So yeah. before Kaylee was born, mm-hmm. I wanted a boy. Yeah. And then after Kaylee was born and, and you she's, know, we she's got, got you pregnant right here, again. She? Oh, my gosh. Your little girl. Yes. You're, yes. You're, I bet you're an awesome girl, Dad. I'm the best daddy. She's I just got just, you wrapped around her little finger. You know, I never wanted to be a dad, Ashley. Really? Ever. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a dad. God had um, other plans. Yes. And now that I am, it it is just... It's the most fulfilling thing. It is. It helps me on every aspect of life. Make you a better person. Yes. Talk about keeping you in check, right? It's the truth. You hear all these cliches. Oh, being a daddy changed me. Oh, it changed my life. It does. Until you experience it. It does. Yeah, you can't understand (laughs) until you experience it. Parenthood, motherhood. You know, I remember before I had kids, whenever I was in my 20s, talking to mothers, and, you know, they would say all those cliche statements, Mm. and I'd just roll my eyes. Because, I mean, I was kind of the same, actually. Surprisingly, um, I'm not just like a kid's person. I love kids. We play. We get along. but. I'm not one of those that's crazy about kids. I never felt like, oh, I just can't wait to have children. And, you know, I I always really enjoyed working in my career and seeing, you know, challenging myself, seeing what I can accomplish. So, um, I mean, I, I've always wanted kids, but I always thought if I can't have kids, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. That's not the end of the world for me. I'm not one of those people that ladies that would just be crushed by not having children. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, my husband is 10 years older than me. And so when we met and married, you know, we had a conversation and I said, now I want children. And he said, me too. I said, but what if we can't? And he said, well, there's plenty of kids out there that need to be adopted and need a good home. And that just melted my heart, of course. And so um, we we're both pretty much on the same tempo whenever it comes to that. But when Colt came into our lives, like you said, it just changed everything. Everything. Yes. And for those that don't have kids and you're like, oh my God, they're talking about kids right now. <laughs> for real, skip. Yeah. Right. Next. I <laughs> know. Oh we'll, we'll stop. We'll stop. But for everyone that has kids, you're sitting there shaking your head like, yes. 
Uh-huh. It's yep. real. It's so real. It's real. And I'm so I'm grateful for being um an quote unquote older parent, like a later in life mm-hmm. parent. You know, I'm 34, my husband's 44 now. Really? Yeah. And so we're going to be the old parents. But that's kind of the new norm, really, nowadays. My dad was in his 70s when I was in high school. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. And I, I feel like I'm a, I'm, I'm a better parent. Uh, you know, I, I think I would have done a fine job in my 20s, but um, I know I'm more patient and understanding and experienced. Because it's hard. Yeah. We're coming up on three hard, let me tell you. Hold. <laughs> He's he's starting the natural progression where he's you know, he's testing boundaries and he's he's recognizing that he can have an impact on the world rather than just the world impacting him. Yes. And so he's he's like, Oh, hmm. I can alter the path of happenings. Let's see what I can do. Yeah. And, you know, to a healthy extent, I mean that's that's a natural progression that he needs to learn from. And so, you know, we allow him certain limitations, but uh we are the parents and we're in charge. I got a question for you. And this this wasn't even planned. So, um you had y'all had Colt while you were working at the youth ranch or at um Yes. Uh-huh. At the youth ranch. Uh-huh. How long before then? How long were you working at the ranch before then? Oh, uh, I guess about a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, almost 2 years. So, how much do you think it is nature versus nurture. Like, have oh, you have you ever I love seen that discussion? Oh my gosh, have you ever seen two children with mm-hmm. the same parents, mm-hmm. even if they're twins, mm-hmm. same upbringing, completely different people? One could turn out to be an addict, and the other one could turn yes. out to be a Navy SEAL or a doctor. Right. Um. So I had to write a paper in a psych class on that uh, in college, and um, and I argued that uh, honestly, I didn't I didn't go one way or the other. I argued that it is a like. You cannot deny nature. You cannot, like, it is absolutely nature. But you also can't deny the power of nurture. And so it is, it truly is both. It really is. It's so scary. You can take, you know, um, a child born into a bad situation that, you know, maybe the mother did drugs while pregnant. So this child is born at a disadvantage. Um, you know, their neuron synapses are never going to function normally. So for the rest of their life, they're handicapped in a way, but, and you put them in the best home and they still struggle and those parents struggle to overcome those challenges, but that's the best option. You know, that that was the best potential outcome for that child. And they still, they, they probably, you know, really have some rough patches in the times of life that we all do, mm-hmm. but, um, because they have that steady constant and they were given those lessons that, you know, maybe they're able to overcome and, they're able to create some sense of a life for themselves. That gives hope. But then you've got, uh, you know, a child that is born into, let, let's just like go total opposite. You know, you've got a kid that was born into, um, a, you know, very healthy mom. She just, let's, I'll just, I'll just use myself as an example. Okay. I think me and my husband are just very classic, like white collar people. Mm-hmm. We, both of our parents are still together. We have grandparents and great grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins in the in the mix. Very loving, supportive family. You know, mom and dad are together. We we both work good jobs with good insurance and a nice home and a nice neighborhood. They're going to go to a good school. You know, Greg and I. I mean, we're just starting into this, but we constantly, even when it's difficult, make sure that we are in sync in our parenting. Mm-hmm. 
in Amen. our approach. Yes. Um, we refuse to allow the children. We, we will refuse to allow the children to play us against one another. And that's, that's you're a unit. That's, yes, we that's are a how we unit. Are. Yeah. And it's difficult. It is. It's still hard. It even is. when you try for that. I mean, you know, we have a strong, you know, faith and religious background. Um, so that we are going to bring them up in. We, so we have that community to support us. So we've got every advantage. We have every advantage. So I might, and, and then I'm, I'm a, I'm a nutrition nut. Okay. I'm all about nutrition. So in both pregnancies, I'm drinking the green juice Mm. and no, you know, no caffeine, no, nothing like perfect scenario for this child from start to finish. I was taking vitamins because we tried for this pregnancy. So I was taking vitamins before we even got pregnant. This kid could come out and just be my absolute test of Jesus, okay? Mm. <laughs> you never know. Never know. Um, and he could just have that personality where, you know, he just, um, you know, experiments with drugs mm-hmm. and just um, just is his own worst enemy and has everything handed to him and just throws it all away. And, you know, we might have to just, let him fall. And, you know, I, I speak now of no experience. You know, we'll see how, if that were to happen, how we handle that. But I definitely, I've known folks that have gone through that with children. And I, I see where they enable and I see where they call them on it. And they, and then they just, and they have to, at a certain point, you have to let go. And you have to let that child fall. And, and pay pick for the, their consequences. And pick consequences. themselves up. Yes. Because if mommy and daddy are always there to bail you out, then what, and you have that personality that you're just going to keep going after that, whatever it may be, well, what fear of repercussion do you have Mm -hmm. if you constantly have a safety net? They say if you spoil your children, you'll raise your grandchildren. If you raise your children, you'll spoil your grandchildren. Yes. I love that. Ooh, I don't know if I've heard that put that way. Facebook. So, (laughs) Facebook, cool. Yeah, so I, like I said, I think it's a balance of, of na- uh, you know, you can't deny nature. Like, this child is going to be who he is. And Colt's been pretty good and easy and chill, so I think this one's probably going to be a little typhoon. Yeah. But um, hopefully, you know, not in the worst way. Um, they're their own individuals. And so I think it's uh, it's very important to treat each child, you know, to tailor your parenting techniques to their different personalities. Um, my parents were very old school. And it was, it was just black and white. It was, this is how we parent, this mm-hmm. is what we do. Well, each one, I'm, I'm the middle child, so I'm one of three. We are all so different. It makes you wonder why, though. It's crazy. I mean, you can see traits of my parents and my sister, myself, my brother, physical, emotional, everything. But we are just all so different. And so I remember growing up, once I got older thinking, you know, if they would just handle me differently, like they, they just, they want to just treat us all the exact same, but I am not my sister or my brother. And if they would just talk to me rather than just, nope, because I said, so I don't care. I don't want to hear it. Like just shut it down. Like I'm the parent, you're the child. Shut up. You're seen, not heard. I mean, my parents are great. I love them. They're, yeah. you know, but they're just old school. That's just how That's they were. That's how they were raised. That's probably. how they were raised. Oh, yeah. It's good to have that perspective, mm-hmm. too, because it makes you wonder how, how will the children from the youth ranch, you know, they, you know, being a parent, 
Mm-hmm. They're going to look back on how they were raised mm-hmm. and having that guidance, like like you guided them, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, oh, I remember this is how Miss Ashley handled this situation. Yeah. You know, and hopefully and you know, they do okay. fall back on that. It's amazing. They they don't believe that it really can be, that the Leave It to Beaver exists. So I loved any time my husband could join me in a an event with the kids at the ranch because there's plenty of older couples that, that come together and, and spend time with these children. You know, grandparent age volunteers are very common for foster kids, but they don't ever see a young couple, you know, your age, my age, they don't. In, in a positive manner. And and I'm sorry, but especially fathers. Child care industry, whatever that may be, is, is strongly dominated by females. And so it is so valuable and so important. If there is a, ma- a good man in the community that can give, I don't care if it's two hours a month. Mm. If you can go and be around those kids and they can see you and how you treat women and children... And that, you know, you've had a job for the same job for three years, for 10 years, for what? Mm. And you're still married and you stay with your kids. And like, you know, you said, oh, yeah, I'm working part time so I can spend time with my kids while they're little. That would blow them. They will not believe you. They won't believe you. Why? They, they, They can't understand it. They've never seen it. Why is it? Why is the male role so important? in the foundation of a child, in the upbringing of yeah. a child. This is almost daddy controversial. Is the, it is. So so daddy is, is the steadfast, you know. I mean, even in my house. So, so you know, I'm mama. And all that there is to mama. But then there's just something about daddy, right? Uh, fun, positive, or disciplinary. Over Christmas down at the aunt, our aunt's house, Colt was just, you know, he was off his schedule, ate a bunch of sugar. It was no, Christmas. I know his that behavior situation. was through the roof. And we were like, we were both just about to pull our hair out. Like, mm-hmm. who is this kid? And where is our good behaved child? Yes. He was not listening to me. He would not come to me. I couldn't get him to eat good food. He only wanted Christmas cookies. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, great grandma and the aunts are like just distracting. And I'm like, can someone just let me? Be the parent. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. And then, and I'm then, like, no, they, it's not okay. It's not He's, okay. I will not tolerate this behavior. I've been working years for this moment. Yes. <laughs> and so, to show y'all what we've been doing as parents, I'm, do, I'm doing everything. And then finally, so we, you know, I, I'm like, okay, I'm calling in good cop, bad cop. And so I'm like, Colt, if you don't get over here and listen to me and eat your food right now, I'm going I'm to call daddy. Mm-hmm. And and my husband's just like lounging in the recliner over there, like, oh, please don't call me. <laughs> yeah, because it hurts us too. All he had to do was start to get up out of the recliner. No, mm-hmm. and and my husband, like, he's two and a half. He's never been whooped. He is not mean to that child. But all it took was that father figure, the disappointment of I've let my father. It's it is innate. However you discipline, however you parent, it is it's biological. It's chemical. Mm. Um. To, to fear your father one day, challenge your father. Um, it's all. It's, it's, That's why I put in those reps. There, yes, you better stay ready. You got that boy coming up. You better stay ready. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm probably not the best one to really, you know, dive into the psychological babble of that. But I've seen it. It's real in my own home with the youth ranch kids. They've got some powerhouse uh, male figures 
that have worked out there for years um, that pray bedtime prayers with these kids that teach them how to fish um, everything. You know, we had um, fishing with a cop. We had like something like 16 Kerrville PD come out to the youth ranch one time that I coordinated and they all brought tackle and we just brought all the kids in and that we just had um, police officers all around um, the big pond there at the youth ranch. And we just had kids with them and they were just kind of bouncing between kids. I mean, they did a whole lot more untangling than they did fishing, (laughs) you know, it's not about the fish you catch really. It's about the time, about that time spent, the conversations had, there was one little girl that was um, just terrified. She could not, and so she just latched onto me and she just held onto me and we just sat there for a good 30, 45 minutes and talked. And she, I mean, I couldn't even hardly get her out of the car, the van from at first. She is so scared of cops, you know? I mean, that's, there's, there is history there between foster and between, you know, police uh, force. And so, and that's, that's a big reason why we wanted to do this. Finally, I convinced her, I'm like, if you hold on to me and we don't, can, how about we just walk around? We'll stay away from them. We'll just walk around and maybe just say hi. Like, I'll just say hi. You don't have to talk to us. And so we that's what we did. We finally, we just walked all around the pond. We just I was saying hi to all the officers, and they were saying hey and talking to her. She wouldn't make eye contact. Finally, um, there was, oh, I can't remember his name. There was one officer around our age. He was young, and they were, and they were not in, their, in uniform. They were in off-duty you know, civilian attire. So that was the number one thing all those kids said was, you're a cop? Yeah. Where's your uniform? You're human? Yeah. Like, they're people too. They're married. They have children. They have lives. They do stuff. And so they just got to have conversations about everything other than law enforcement. And they, the kids are like, wait, you do that? Yeah. And so finally there was this, this young officer and for whatever reason, she, she actually did say hi and have a conversation with him. And I knew him. I'd, I've seen him around town, and I know his wife and that he's got kids. And so we got into that conversation, and she just couldn't believe it, that he was a human, too. Mm-hmm. And she just, she wouldn't get too close, but she reached, and she, like, like shook it. No, she didn't shake his hand. She was asking about his sunglasses, because he's like, do you see that fish there? Because he was wearing Costas. And, you know, you can see really good in water with Costas. Yeah, the polarized. Yes. So he was like, oh, it's because of my sunglasses. They help you to see in the water really good. And she's like. You're making that up. Magic sunglasses. Mm-hmm. So he handed her his Costas and she like reached and just like barely took them and put them on. And she was just amazed how she could all of a sudden see the fish. It's so crazy because that, you know, the reason that she's that way, you know, the trauma we may being never removed. know. Yeah. That may be. Cops are set up for failure, man. I, it's a tough job. They've got to go in and pull those kids out of that situation, no matter how bad it is for them. They still, you know, innately, that's 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 still all they know. That's their home. That is their biological family. Yeah. And so that's what they want, no matter how unhealthy it is. You know, and then the cops that go home after seeing that stuff, they go home to their little kids, and yeah, and it, you know the trauma, and 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 they're just underappreciated. You know, I it, love, like, like seriously, you see all these my videos. Boys in blue. Yeah, I yeah. love to support them. We, we do too, and yeah. you see these videos of these of these cops, and it's just. Most of it's bad because that's what sells. That's what gets that's the what clicks. Sells. Yeah. There's one bad for every hundred good, mm-hmm. but that's what you see. Yeah. I've yeah. had cops save my life. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just 
what they do is is uh, underappreciated. But no, I, I'm glad we touched on that really because I um you you once I'm sorry I could talk all day about the youth ranch and those kids. Like once I start that conversation, I'm just a can of worms. I can't hardly help myself. I, I still love them and I still t- stay in touch with them, but. I mean, you know, and now I've got my HCTC family, and they're actually throwing me a baby shower next week. What? Yeah. Really? I know. I feel so loved. We got thrown a baby shower with the Tinsley Realty Group also, and it feels good when when, yes. when the group gets together and, and actually just shows like, you they care. You're not just y'all another. Care about me yeah. and my family? Like, <laughs> you're, doing, you're taking the time, and you bought a cake uh-huh. and some diapers? Like, what? I'm sold. This isn't just work? Uh-huh. It's not just a job? I'm not just... You know, another employee to you. Yeah. So you are the PR specialist, mm-hmm. HCTC. Yeah. What does your job entail and why do they love you so much there? Oh, because I've got them snowed, man. Yeah. I, I paid them to say all that. No, <laughs> they are. There's some great people there because they're Hill Country people. I mean, Hill Country Telephone is is your neighbors. And I think that, and that's why I love it because um, it's not a big corporate national conglomerate Mm. it's a it's a local co-op with board members that we know that are our neighbors that Mm -hmm. we can call on and um you know we have a ceo and he has an open door policy and he is an um a very well-spoken presented professional man but i've had multiple sit downs with him just breeze in and talk to him and he's so approachable um and they you know they recognize that that i care and that I care about this community and that I can't help but push and drive myself, that I probably have the highest expectations on myself. Mm. So, I mean, they don't really have to do any pushing for me. Um, and so it's a lot of what I was doing before, but just expanded. I mean, we reach all the way out to Sonora. Really? I, yes. Yes. I didn't know that. I go all the way out to Sonora, Junction, Fredericksburg, Stonewall, Mason, um, Medina, like welfare almost to Bernie, Lakey, Concan. Mm-hmm. We reach a long ways. Hunt, of course, Mountain Home. Ingram mm-hmm. is where we started. It's a really neat place. It's been around for 70, 72 years. Um, it started out just rural tel- telephone. There's these really neat old stories and pictures of guys on horseback. <laughs> By golly. I'm telling you, it really was. Just these good old boys horseback. Carrying, uh, you know, phone cable across these rivers out here. I mean, they they pioneered, that company pioneered this territory and then got into broadband 15, 20 years ago. And, but it's all about quality over quantity. You know, we've got, we've got competition and I'm glad I, you know, it's not fair if it's just a monopoly, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're a different business model than our competition. Um, You know, they're 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 a, a nation a nationwide company that you know because they're making so much money over here they can afford to, to do this just gimmick junk marketing lowball losing money yeah uh, gotcha price and then before you know it your bill skyrockets you've had terrible service you can't get anyone on the phone and you're so frustrated and you're trying to operate a business. Wait, you can talk to real people if you, can you call HCTC. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This whole town can just message me on Facebook. Right. <laughs> Ashley, what's anyways. going on? <laughs> so that that's what separates y'all. Yes, is the personal touch. Um, I have, so I started out in sales and then I transitioned to this public relations 
where I, you know, drive our little van and homecoming parades and I do all the Christmas floats where I saw y'all in all the Christmas floats. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I do check presentations to Tyvee softball team for new uniforms. And I mean, I, I'm the, I'm the fun time girl. I love my job. It's, it's, it's great. Um, but we, you know, there, I still have customers that I signed up when I was in sales that have my cell phone and they call and text me with needs and questions. And I, I mean, even though it's not my job anymore, that's my customer. I shook their hand and I look, I, they looked me in my eye mm. and I made that promise. And they're my friends. I know these folks. You're an asset. And so I'm like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to get you taken care of. And so I just, I get it taken care of. Ashley, how does one, whether it's, a new 18-year-old girl who's a real estate agent, mm -hmm. whether it's a brand-new insurance sales girl here in town, mm -hmm. whether it's somebody who just started at the Hill Country Youth Ranch, mm -hmm. what do they do to get to Ashley Phillips' level with marketing, networking, putting your face out there? What do you recommend? How does somebody start? Because I've taken a lot of your advice since our first podcast. Really? People are like, oh, I've seen you on Facebook. No, you oh, I've seen oh, I'm God. serious, Ashley. And wow. it's helped. Well. Wow. Thank you. That's that's a that's the biggest compliment. Really? That is a huge compliment. I really appreciate that. And I love you and you can call me anytime. Thank you, um, Ashley. You know, and I love all your stuff and and I've even shared some of your you know, your real estate stuff yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm really proud of you. And Thank you, you are you I see I see your push and your grind and your passion and I love it. It means a lot. And yes. you know what? For you to say that you've seen it, it it's just all it takes everybody is just one post. Yes. One little video. And that's what mm -hmm. you said last time. Yeah. And I seriously took your advice because I saw you everywhere. Yeah. Heck, that's how I knew to invite you is because I saw your post. Really? You made oh. like a 30 second post. Uh -huh. And then I saw another one. Uh -huh. And I saw another one. And then I was like, wow, Ashley's everywhere. And then you're like, hey, everybody, I'm here at this networking event, whether it's five people mm -hmm. or 500 people, you're mm -hmm. there, you're everywhere. And you just make little videos around town and I started doing that. Yep. It's powerful. I don't care where I'm at. I'll, you know, I'll make a little video and I just remembered what you did. You you, you hit on something there that kind of triggered something in my mind. Um, you know, you said whether it's five or 500, you know, you're still doing it. And that's the key. So I remember, I remember when I first hit town, you know, I, I'm not from this area. I, everyone asked me if I mm -hmm. am because I mean, I just hit and <laughs> shotgun spread and I just didn't give up and I'm just, I'm here and this is my town now. Um, That's right. And people are like, you've only been here five years? Yeah. I'm like, whoa, it seems like longer. I'm like, I know it does. Um, you've got to take ownership of, of yourself and you've got to, you have to get invested. And so I remember my first year uh, at the youth ranch. Well, whenever I got here, I immediately joined the Rotary Club because I was involved in Rotary previously. And I knew that that was a great way to network and let the community know that I'm here and what I'm capable of. Um, and while I was job searching, I signed up to be a substitute teacher for KISD just, just to get out of the house, just to have some income, just to meet people. Um, I have no aspirate. There's an, there's another underappreciated bunch of amazing people Amen. that love children as teachers. We Amen. need, if your teacher sends home, your kid's teacher sends home a list, like don't balk at it. Just give that teacher whatever they need. They're teaching your child, like yes. just do it. And so, um, that was that was just really great to just get out of the house. You know, in this day and age, especially after COVID, with all the technology, I mean, social media, you, you've got to be there. You've got to be on it. But the power of it is that I'm not just doing it from my home office or my, my work, my, my office at the work. The power is that it's real. 
I am physically out there looking people in the face, talking to them and having conversations. I am doing things. And I check, you know, and you can take classes on how to make your social activity more impactful. You know, all the tags and the check-ins. You know, the more the more networks that you can pull into your post to synergize mm-hmm. off of that, that cross-collaboration, the better. That's one thing that I actually just taught a class to our um, sales and bus up group this morning. Uh, we've got a little campaign. What? Yeah. I'm like teaching our little internal people. I'm just like, okay, guys, this is what we're doing. This is what I need from it you. It and works. And how much does it cost, Ashley? Oh, nothing. So if you're... See? Yeah, nothing. No, it's it costs nothing. So like what we're doing is um, for, for new customers that sign up with HCTC. So let's say you have, you know, ABC plumbing down the road. And you need internet. And so one of our awesome, sweet salespeople comes by and gets you all taken care of, gets you all the phone and internet set up, gets you connected, and you're, and you're installed. And they're like, hey, we're doing this thing. And we really are. So any any new customer that, or if you've signed up with us over the last few months, just holler at me. Um, we want to get a good picture of, of, of your a representation of your business, you and your crew out front in front of the sign. Mm. And um, just a little, you know, clip about you. What social channels are you on? And so we post out on our network, HCTC network. Welcome to the family. This is ABC Plumbing, you know, run Your by John Barrera. huge. And, and so, you know, HCTC's like we've, you know, so th- th- we've got a network and yeah. then I share it as well. So that amplifies a new small business's social following. I mean, I don't care what kind of business you're in, what you're doing, what you're selling, what kind of service you're pushing everyone wants on social media and a lot of small businesses don't have the time or the resource to have a specialist like myself just focus on that for their company so you know when you sign on with us you get that little boost and um we just want to help you it's kind of like free marketing and there's no catch i had i had a whenever i was talking to a small business person about this like actually that sounds amazing but how much is it i'm like uh nothing you're, you're our customer. We just love you. And we want to tell the community, like, go use ABC plumbing. You know? <laughs> Who has more likelihood of success? And this may be like an opinion, controversial, whatever. Um, a company who is the best at what they do, mm-hmm. but they do zero marketing or zero Facebook or mm-hmm. zero anything. Or a company who's 80% of that, who is very active on social media. Tags. Right. Oh, so... Yeah, no, I'm not going to name names, but I'll, I'll get into it. So, no, we've got competition. HCTC has competition out there. And I'll just say it's, it's the big boys. It's, it's, it's the big box stores. And, oh, yeah, they have great marketing. They have, they, th- their marketing definitely blows us away because, you know, they're, they're big. They've got more money and people to throw at it. Um, meanwhile, there's me trying to do the best I can. And... Um, we, we, we get we get their people all day every day mm. because they just get fed up with the poor customer service the mm. lack of the personal touch and the care and the quality I mean I'm not saying that it's all bad 100 percent there's plenty of people that that sign up for it and and it's and it's a good product delivered and they don't have any issues so they don't really have to deal with the customer service and it works and they're fine they don't have they don't really have a highly technical or in-depth needs in that department. So they're fine. And, you know, we're not everywhere. We, we try. We I see you everywhere. Because of you, I see HCTC yeah. everywhere. I wish that we could just completely, we, I mean, we've got great coverage, but 
The only complaint I ever I do ever get is when are you getting in my neighborhood? When are mm. you going to service my area? We want your service. Oh, I was we talking about marketing. Oh, marketing. Yeah. Yeah, but no actual service delivery, you know, it's it's fiber delivery, physical contact fiber is highly expensive to mm. deliver. Did you know that it cost 50,000 a mile aerial like on the telephone poles to deliver fiber internet and if you want it buried because of the terrain out here it's rock we have these giant rock songs yeah. we have to dig into the rock it's well over one hundred and twenty thousand a mile so you have to invest in each neighborhood it's a huge investment how long does huge. it oh it's not in my business it, no no i mean it's, it's it's fascinating i think it's fascinating like return I, on investment you know like yes we have to look people at are like why aren't you in my neighborhood with three yeah. houses 50 miles out <laughs> um you want to pitch in 40 grand yeah. on that <laughs> yeah i know I wish we could deliver to everyone. I wish we could. Um, but, you know, our our um, construction and engineering team, they do a lot of studies. Um, you know, I'm kind of a part of a development team where I try to feed them as much information about the growth and the, and the development of our communities. Um, I'm going to have lunch with our local Kerr County EDC next week, actually, and um, try to help them make the best decisions of, you know, where does it best serve the community and what? our stakeholders is to build Katie? out? What? Katie Milton Jordan. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, she's new over there. Yeah, with Gil Salinas. Yes, Rock on. I know. I love her. She is so awesome. Yeah. So there is a lot, a lot that goes into the decisions that we make of where we build out uh, service to, and there's options out there. It doesn't have to be fiber. That's what's highly marketed right now, and that's what everyone thinks that they need. But you know, sometimes we can deliver high quality, re- reliable service in in other modes and so we we try to look at all options and see how we can serve our our hill country community ashley it was it's such an honor to have you on again it's so really. good to see you i feel like i've been here for five minutes i, I know, I know. We, we are could coming talk about up everything. on 42 minutes oh i'm sorry folks i could i know especially i could just i could talk to this guy forever no, I know. but I, I love what i do now call me um for any needs related to hctc if you're a young business, a new business person in the community, let's just get together and talk about marketing and networking. Yeah. Let's have lunch or coffee. and. Wait, what? You'll take time out of your busy day for these people? Mm-hmm. They're my neighbors. That's right, everybody. Yeah. Ashley You Phillips. never know what will come of it. Like you said, whether it's five or 500, you need to treat everyone like they are important. You need to put your phone down. You need to look them in the eye and shake their hand. That's right. Put the dadgum put phone down, phone people. Down. <laughs> All right, everybody, you just saw episode 95 of the Kerrville podcast. Ashley Phillips, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Congratulations. Next thank time we you. see you on the Kerrville podcast. Yeah, maybe I'll bring little Case in with me. Case will be here. Colton Case and y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. getting no more country than that. Nuh-uh. All right, everybody, y'all have a blessed day. Thank you again, Ashley. Happy New Year.